evening denizens of internet wonderland. It's time once again to kick back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of the melodious cat streaming through your airwaves. As we veer once again down the rabbit hole, Good evening, denizens of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on my Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass into logical madness. You can always listen to this podcast and all of its episodes on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. So here we are, another wonderful Saturday evening here in the frozen tundra, the ninth circle of hell where Mother Nature is beginning to send that icy menstruation cycle upon us. And for those who do not get the joke, um, it's snow, ice, sleet, all those wonderful things that we despise unless if you love that type of stuff, which we do not judge you much. Anyways, so tonight we decided to go down the... uh, rabbit hole for this one, and we accidentally stumbled on the road to weebdom. And what I mean is, if you don't know what a weeb is, we'll be more than happy to let you know that definition here in a moment. Maybe you might identify as a weeb. If you do, welcome to this episode, because this one is definitely for you. As always, I am joined by my best friend, my hetero life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. Monkey, how's it going tonight? It goes very wonderfully. How about you, Cheshire? Oh, uh, with this episode, I think we're going to either piss off some people or probably get some new fans. It's going to be a fun one, I think. Lots of good fun. Fun is fun. Very fun. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, before we dive into tonight's episode, which... Okay, I might as well let y'all know, this one is dealing with dating sim games. It's dealing with, uh, what's the best word to call it? Uh, Adult entertainment in animation format. (laughs) I I, I actually think that's a lot of big words for people right now. Hentai games. (laughs) Hentai games, yes, definitely. And this idea actually came about due to the fact that 
I always watch this man on YouTube, Nux Taku. Uh, shout out to Nux and his YouTube channel. Um, he does a lot of stuff with um, cringeworthy hentai-based uh, episodes. So, um, Nux, if somehow you listen to this, thank you for for this uh, wonderful gem that we're about to dive into. And um, hopefully people will li- be listening to this and will also subscribe to your two YouTube channels, the first one being Nux Taku, and the second one is your gaming channel, Nux Nuxanor. Lord Nuxanor. Lord. So starting off, we always have to go with Monkey Coconut News. So Monkey, what do you have for us tonight? Right. Well, little interesting fun thingy, uh, and this kind of ties into this whole uh, talk about dating sims and whatnot. Um, there was talks earlier this week. Uh, about Lifetime releasing about a 15-minute-long movie-slash-commercial, um, which is supposed to air actually tomorrow. Uh, I was talking with Cheshire earlier, and I thought it was today, but it airs tomorrow at noon, I believe, probably Eastern Time. Um, it's called uh, Colonel Sanders, A Recipe for Seduction, which <laughs> uh, stars Mario Lopez playing... Uh, a, a very interesting version of Colonel Sanders from KFC commercials. Uh, and uh, essentially a, a love story from what I, what I can tell. And since there there is actually a dating sim game for for trying to get with Colonel Sanders or playing as Colonel Sanders. And uh, it, it kind of ties pretty nicely together. Okay, so I do have to wonder. Um, Mario, buddy, pal, AC Slater... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to ask this, but how much money did KFC pay you to actually become Colonel Sanders for this? I really want to know. I mean, next, what are they going to do? They're going to have, like, Josh Demal be um, Ronald McDonald? Eh? <laughs> you know what? I actually would pay to see that. You know, with with, with this lucrative deal, they're... There is probably a, a, a nice little clause for free chicken or free KFC for Mario Lopez. So, hey, you know, you, you got to get that foods. True, but, you know, I'd expect for Mario Lopez to do, like, something a little more tasteful, like Wendy's. But he, he's, he's not a girl but he with could, red hair. But he could be trying to go for Wendy, though. That's the thing. How do we know that's not what's happening in this commercial? I mean, you could have the girl. Thing. You, <laughs> you, you could have the girl from um, Game of Thrones, the one that played um, Khaleesi. Oh, you could have her because I know that there's a petition for her to be on Aquaman too, as opposed to um, she who will not be named. The, the, her her initials are Ah. Exactly. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good noise. I like it, that. It's almost as cool as a uh, Goragar. If you know the VTuber thing, <laughs> she's the, the coolest one of the English-speaking ones, in, oh, yeah. in my personal opinion. Definitely. So let's hop from Mario Lopez trying to seduce people with 11 herbs and spices to something that isn't very spicy, but will definitely be a living, breathing, pay-per-view-worthy shit show. Oh, before we continue, I will be enacting the um, Alley Simple Clause, which means at any given point in time... We will be using some tasteful language. So if you're under the age of 18 and you're listening to this podcast, please be advised. Also, we will be going with the Sammy Sunshine Clause, which means at any given point in time, we will be coughing, clearing our throats, so on and so forth. 
it's just easier to give this clause as opposed to editing everything out and it's a very long process just saying but <clears throat> I think it is time that we talk about February 20th the date has been set Floyd Money Mayweather is coming out of retirement once more to face off against can't believe I'm actually saying this in the same damn sentence Logan Paul of YouTube fame. For those who do not know Logan Paul, he is very well known in the YouTube community. I almost want to say infamous, especially for the video that he did in Japan. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, it was either last year or the year before. A couple years, two, maybe even three years ago at this point. Now. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Where he was in Japan filming his antics and he went into the suicide forest and actually videoed a person who committed suicide by hanging there and it garnered a lot of backlash now recently him and his brother jake paul have been diving into the world of boxing as everyone knows jake paul just had a fight against uh, what was his name pete was it pete robinson i couldn't tell you because i i don't even follow these two kids because that's what they are to me, and I, 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 I'm still under the impression that they are on some major cocktail of narcotics to to think that they are going to either a stand a chance or b beat some of the people that they have been throwing challenges out to. Now, before we go to Logan, I mean, <clears throat> Jake has made some very strong. Um, challenges to quite a few people, Devontae Wilder, Conor McGregor, um, quite a few other notable figures in combat sports, uh, both in boxing and in MMA. So, Monkey, do you think that Jake Paul, because, you know, he's saying that he's going to take boxing seriously. He, right now he's 2-0. Do you think he's actually going to take boxing seriously or do you think this is more of a publicity stunt for him i think it's a very big publicity stunt for him considering uh his recent uh issues he had kind of with the law a couple months back with the whole uh during the uh the protest situation where he uh said that he was just there to film stuff but here he was with a in kind of cahoots it looks like with a couple of people who were doing some very uh uh Unappropriate things, I guess you can say, or inappropriate things, like theft of a liquor store and him being given a, a bottle or two from from one of the people who came out. So, uh, yeah, if if he does take it seriously, I would say you could take it seriously, but going in there with some of these guys who who have been training many many years and have been professional for many years, I don't really see him being in there with some of the bigger contenders that he thinks he can take. <clears throat> I mean, confidence all aside, there is that little thing called reality that he doesn't seem to realize is there. And I definitely agree. Now, moving on to Logan um, and Floyd. Now, don't get me wrong. Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of our, of our time. He is completely undefeated. I mean, he walks the walk, he talks the talk. Granted, um, his 
other fights that he's had recently, the one against Pacquiao, the one against McGregor, it really isn't showing much of his skill that he had during his prime. Right. Um, you know what? Uh, honestly, I think this is going to be a fucking hug out like it was with McGregor. What do you think? It's going to be a, a lot of, uh, well, if you want to use a wrestling terminology, rest spots because, yeah, Mayweather is still probably able to go, but he is up there in age at this point, but still against Logan Paul, who, to my knowledge, has very little to no actual experience in the ring, let alone against somebody who has been this for for at least, what, two decades, almost three decades now? Yeah. And, yeah, it's... It it would be, I would say, something to watch as a S&G thing with lots of alcohol involved just to laugh at how horrible this is probably going to look, but in the same spot to see Logan Paul 99% get decimated. It'll be, it'll be great. So I'm glad that you came up with that prediction because that's the same prediction I actually have that Logan Paul is going to royally get his ass whooped. And, now, and Floyd Mayweather will be very happy to take that paycheck that he's probably going to get, which is probably going to be several million dollars just to do this one fight. You know just what? like he did with Pacquiao. Like Pacquiao, he had, if you count the royalties, if you count the pre-buys and everything, both of them walked out almost with 60 mil and then his fight with, May, uh, with McGregor. Mm actually almost doubled that right. for both competitors. Right, and that's because, you know, McGregor brought in the uh, UFC uh, MMA crowd as opposed to just straight boxing crowd, which Pacquiao is, <clears throat> I would say, probably one of the best, if not the best people that I've seen as a boxer, and I'm not just saying that as a person of Filipino descent, but um, him and Mayweather, it was a very, very close fight, in my opinion, and Mayweather just edged it out, and I, I give props to Mayweather for that. Uh, the McGregor-Mayweather uh, fight, I would say I was a fan of McGregor coming into it, but Mayweather did kind of give me a, a little bit of an open-up to him. But again, with it being just a straight boxing match, it did kind of handicap McGregor, who is more of MMA. Right. Um, but, you know, it was a very good setup, and it, it did make lots of money for the uh, for all the competitors involved. And I'm thinking that's what more or less that Logan Paul is looking for out of this situation considering he's probably not making as much money as he used to on YouTube because of that situation with when he was in Japan. But that's what he's probably looking for and hoping for out of this. And that's and he's willing to take, uh, you know, having to eat his food through a straw for three months afterwards to get that money. But, hey. So let's talk about their actual win-loss records. I mean, um. Mayweather's actually at 50 and 0. Right. Logan is at 0 wins, 1 loss, and 1 draw. Now, those the loss and the draw actually came from his two fights with KSI, who actually does train in boxing. Mm. Now, granted, I did get to see the both both fights for them. Right. And the first one was a little bit better than the second one in my opinion. Um do I think that Logan has some skill? He has a little bit of skill. 
like if he was to really buckle down and train and actually dedicate himself to boxing and actually go through the proper channels, get some good matches, get some good experience, you know, <clears throat> he could he could be a good journeyman, quite honestly. But for him to be taking on Mayweather, and granted, yes, it's under whatever exhibition rules they're going to do, which they haven't established those yet. Um, of course, the, bu the buyout and the pay, because, you know, it's going to bring fans of Mayweather in, it's going to bring all the little YouTube communities in, because they all want to see one thing and one thing only. And that is Logan Paul getting wrecked beyond all belief. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's the major. It's that sadistic, you know, it's a train wreck, but you don't want to look away. Because that's what you want to see is that that insane massive carnage that's going to be the wreckage afterwards. But Exactly. <laughs> and just a quick word to the wise. If you do not want to spend 80 to 100 bucks on the pay-per-view, hmm. you can do a couple things. One, go to your local sports bars or restaurants. Buffalo Wild Wings will probably be hosting it. And that's granted with, you know, the current <clears throat> pandemic situation. Right. Probably going to be some limitations on that if they haven't quite opened up a little bit more by that point. And number two, do what I did whenever I was watching the entire Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Wait until it comes on YouTube the very next day because they had all the fights on there. They had the undercard fight and they had the main event. I mean, granted, yeah, no money in it for the competitors and everything. But if I can't go to a sports bar to watch it, I might as well watch it from the comfort of my own home without actually having to pay for it. So, going from that, because, you know, all of a sudden, my mind is just a tizzy with the idea of Mayweather just knocking out Logan Paul. There is one thing that we do have to discuss, and this actually came on Facebook. Um, now, people... We all know that Facebook has the marketplace setting where you can buy and sell different things, cars, um, video games, game systems, guns, whatever. Now, I don't mind when people sell clothes on Facebook. It's perfectly understandable. But when, <clears throat> and this actually came about because I actually saw this on a friend's post. But when a person is selling used lingerie and there's like four, five posts of a person selling lingerie, the same person. <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is just, just, just don't. So you, you shouldn't sell unmentionables on a public site like that. As I kind of alluded to earlier when we were discussing this before the, sh before the recording, it's Facebook, it's not OnlyFans. You, you, uh, you don't have the 
quote-unquote fan base to be trying to sell stuff like that, especially if that's what the potential situation is. I mean, if you're just trying to sell it to sell it, okay. But mentioning the whole used and probably trying to, quote-unquote, spice it up some more about why you're selling, how to sell it. It's, uh, yeah, that's, you don't have the fan base for that. Like, and just to piggyback on what Monkey said, like, if you're selling it because it doesn't fit, or, like, you bought it and you decided to have second thoughts about it, okay. But, you know, just don't go on a public site like that and try to sell I mean, I'm just wondering how much lingerie a person should have because, as I said, this was like quite a few posts of this individual selling lingerie. And it just boggles my mind, quite honestly. Okay, it's, it's the whole situation where they think that they're on OnlyFans. And, you know, again, there are those, uh, as people will call them, simps that will buy things from from people on OnlyFans to quote-unquote support them but you know they, they they get a little more enjoyment from buying that those those clothes um but yeah it's no <laughs> mind you this isn't Belle Delphine that you're buying stuff from it's just some regular person in town so you know just take it with a grain of salt and be careful if you are going to purchase these things um <clears throat> that's pretty much my final on that. As also double side note on that, to the people who who were thinking about selling their stuff like that, think about the potential possibility of getting a stalker in this situation. Because one, they already know your name. Two, you're going to probably get in contact with them somehow to to do the exchange of material and money. And three, that you they're probably going to get in contact with them non physically with either you know a phone number or an email address. And there's a lot of people who can do things with that information. Exactly. Exactly. So, so for <clears throat> your safety and for for the people who might potentially be buying these things safety, just don't do it. GG, thanks. Exactly. And this has been our nightly PSA. Just um, take it however you want. The more you know. Now, if you didn't notice, we actually uh-huh. had a rainbow flying over the desk, which was actually pretty awesome. So... That took a lot of skill to do. And it really did. Considering my, my tiredness and <laughs> lack of everything else. But yeah. So here we go. We are going to be jumping into dating simulations and hentai games. Now, the dating sim part, I mean, because there's been dating sims for years. Yeah. The dating sim games probably go back to, I want to say, at least the mid to early 90s yep yep. there's been a lot of dating sims that have come out and um for those not familiar with what a dating sim game is it's usually a game where the character that you're playing the protagonist usually quote unquote is in situations where they are trying to either hook up with a certain character or multiple certain characters and it's kind of throws back to our talks last week of almost like your choose your own adventure thing or depending on what uh conversation pieces you're using in in the situation uh can lead to different situations with certain characters might lead you into another route where you meet other characters 
and, and things from there. And um, some <clears throat> of the dating sim games are, you know, just the point of, hey, I get a new girlfriend, or B, uh, they can go as to extreme of, here, here's a full scene of, you know, the, the adult party afterwards of hooking up. Yeah. Say it kindly. Now, dating sims are more popular in Japan, but there is a big fan base form here in the U.S. Now, before the time of mobile dating sim games, most of them were either computer-based or on actual video game consoles. Um, one that actually really plays in my head, like in the past, was the Leisure Suit Larry video games, which... For the most part, they were all computer-based, but um, there was actually a couple that were on um, actual video game platforms. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> the Leisure Suit Larry series is very, very um, prolific. Yeah. Due to the fact that you get to play Leisure Suit Larry, and all he does is go around trying to seduce women. Now... This one is more comical than anything else because if you take a look at Larry and you take a look at the art for Larry, he is, like, tiny. Big bulbous nose, bad dress appeal, but yet, for some reason, he manages to hook up with all these extremely hot women half of the time. I mean, most of the time he ends up getting his ass whooped completely, but it's hilarious. Um, but moving on to the future, the video game Catherine, because mm. that one is one part dating sim, one part horror based, one part platformer with its premise, where you can choose between two women by the same name of Catherine, one who's human, Catherine with a C, or you can choose to choose Catherine with a K, who actually happens to be a succubus who is the daughter of Satan. Weird twist. Really? <laughs> like, it, it's actually, it's very interesting because most people really go for it because of the platforming. It sounds like my, my last relationship, actually, when I think about it more. Why you dated two women by the name of Catherine? No, the, the part of being the, the, the succubus with being the daughter of Satan also at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a whole yeah. other story. Yeah, yeah, we, we won't dive into that one. Maybe for season four. We'll go into that one a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's time that we actually talk about some of these dating sims. And I know you've heard of some of them. Okay. So what are... Maybe. I, just <clears throat> maybe. Just, just a skosh. I don't know what makes you think that I would know about these things. No, no. The second part of this is your bread and butter. And pretty much the show is yours from there because I am not a professional on this one. I'm not a professional either. That would involve me getting paid to do what I do. I don't get paid. Wink. Anyways. <clears throat> Thank you. So what I pulled up is from The Gamer, which is the 15 most entertaining dating sim sims ranked. Mm -hmm. Now, these are all of the dating sims that they feel are the most entertaining, the most um, captivating, rewarding. <laughs> rewarding. So number 15 is, now, mind you, all of these dating sims that are on here, even though like some of them are made from American companies, they do have a lot of Japanese anime influence. So this is definitely going into weeb country. 
This is almost like a weeb safari. At this point, we are like the crocodile hunter for weebs. It's like, oi, check out that dancing. Oi, here we are, right in the park. And we see the prolific neckbeardus weebus holding his body pillow. Hey now, Dakimarus are awesome. Don't, don't diss the Dakimaru. I'm not dissing the Dakimaru. It's just, yeah, we'll go into that a little bit later. But anyways, starting off, number 15, they have Obey Me as the first dating sim, which it's a mobile dating sim. Now, all these are mobile dating sims. Some of them you've probably seen advertisements for on Facebook or other websites, sometimes even on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube has been actually kind of throwing up a lot of crazy things I've seen in the last couple of months, which is... Eh. <laughs> like, I'm getting tired of the GCU um, freaking commercials that they keep playing. Yeah. They hurt my head. Then, yeah. then, of course, all the medication commercials that they have, and they show all the side effects. But we'll, we'll discuss those later, yeah, too. That's another episode altogether. Yeah, we'll definitely. <clears throat> Horrible YouTube commercials. That's going to be season three for sure. Oh, God. But anyways, Obey Me is a mobile dating sim that is a cross between a visual novel and a card-based RPG. So, after a strange dream where a mysterious voice asks you to save them, you suddenly find yourself as an exchange student at an all-demon school. Why does this sound familiar? It sounds like, uh, kind of like, what was that show? Um, Rosario Vampire. Yeah, it sounds like that. Um, so, oh, here we go. And this is coming from the article. There is there to develop a better understanding between humans and demons. You're sent to live with seven demon brothers. Oh, great. Now it's a rip off of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but all these guys have horns. It's like a reverse harem. And now do they have two horns or three horns or four horns? Oh, my. Um, well, from this picture, all of them have two horns on their head, but we're not going to try to count the horn in their pants. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Anyways. <laughs> continuing on. Um, who you have to form packs with to be able to command them. Oh, so it's a little bit of BDSM, too. Mm-hmm. I command you to fap. You would, wouldn't you? Well, not you, but, you know... You know, I think this one is more shoujo-based in terms of the style and everything, and it is a reverse harem one. For uh, for, for those who are un, uh, unassuming to the information or are unbeknownst to what we are speaking of, uh, if you go back to our episode about the different genres of anime, we, we, dis- we discussed uh, harems and reverse harems. Uh, yeah, that was episode 31 or 32, which was a beginner's guide to anime and manga. Yeah, that was like, what, three weeks ago? <clears throat> Almost four weeks ago? Yeah, so this is episode 34, so about 30, yeah, 31? Yeah, 31, I think? Like yeah, something like that. Uh, be sure to give a, a, a listen on the, you know, on the page. The podcast. It, yeah, definitely. So, the game has a lot of different paid gotcha-like events to win cards that unlock outfits and stories for the different characters. 
Of course. Not only is it BDSM based, not only is it reverse harem and shoujo, but you have to pay to play. Yeah, it's it's a gotcha game and um for for those who are unaware of what a gotcha game is, and it's not just like, ha, gotcha. No. Uh <laughs> gotcha games are usually kind of almost like a gambling system where you put money into the game in hopes to get, you know, different kinds of either equipment or new characters, new or in this case, for this this game, different kinds of outfits or outfit pieces. Uh, usually, it's like you know, uh, like ten dollars for ten pools, basically, or you get ten dollars, ten pools, and and a free extra pool, whatever, or a dollar a pool for for to uh, quote unquote random drop item. Which yeah, some of these games do have interesting things, and this was one of my uh, my banes when I when I started playing some of these games beforehand and we'll get into that later but uh i, I would always jokingly say my free games cost me way too much money which they do and, and <clears throat> i've luckily uh scaled back on that and I, I got better i really did yeah he he went to uh gotcha games anonymous yes and they they, they taught me the wonders of investing in funko pops yeah, it's the best thing to do. I, I now stay out of most of my problems. But that keeps me out of other problems from other things, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll be doing a Funko Pop episode in Season 3, too. Sweet. <clears throat> I think that'll be more of a geeking around the table one, that might honestly. Be a good one to do, yeah. Even though we're the only two that really collects. I mean, the others, I don't think they actually... I know Baby Alley has a couple of Funko Pops, but not not the scale that we actually have. True, true. Which I still need to buy more. I need to catch up. I need more. I I need to be like, you know, what's his name? Uh, Kylo Ren be like, more! More! I mean, Kylo Ren, I mean, shit, Samoa Joe has a big-ass collection, too. But anyways, well, we're getting off track. Okay, tracking backs. So, number 14 on this list is Choices, um, which is a free-to-pay mobile game that is made up of several unique mini-games that play like the stories in which the players can live out their wildest daydreams. So definitely more choose-your-own-adventure. Now, this one is definitely on Facebook. I mean, I see the commer- I see the little advertisements for it constantly. So this, this entire one, like there's another one that's also called Passions that's very similar to it, where you get to choose the story that you want to do. You get to choose what your character looks like or even like the characters that you're that you're interacting with and you just pretty much choose what path you're going to do right now i'm going to read the synopsis of this bad boy um boom 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 boom. stories range from court and coronations to new york vampires Hmm. from discovering the mysteries that haunt a small coastal town to reuniting with a long-lost twin with special powers. Players are able to customize their characters as well as choose from a variety of romantic options in each story. Now let's stop right there. Because all of a sudden, they mention reuniting with a long-lost twin with special powers. I hope. I hope this doesn't become one of those twin cess things where, oh my god, you're my twin, I didn't realize it, and they hook up. Or they hooked up beforehand and then realized that they were, like, related. 
well, uh, again, that that is a kind of a, a a niche fetish in a lot of dating sim games and even some hentai, or you know, it, it is the uh, the forbidden love incest trope, which I would say is probably in a lot of games and a lot of hentai shows and movies and whatnot. It was in Hor- Oren Host Club with the twin brothers, and they played that off completely just to attract women. Yep, and it worked, didn't it? Yeah, it did work, which is kind of scary at the same time. But anyways, uh, continuing on, it is also important to note that the majority of the stories within this game allows players to pursue romantic interests of any gender. So this one is completely equal opportunity. It is an open story, so... So, you can play however you want. You can do whatever you want with this dating game. Um, Pretty much the only thing that's limiting you is imagination and being able to choose whatever way you want to go. You know, at at the end of this list, before we dive into the hentai games, we should actually come up with an idea for a dating simulator. Oh, God. That would be... It's going to be scary. Alright, number 13 is called the Arcana. Now, the Arcana is a mobile dating sim created by Nyx Hydra. Mixing the usual elements of dating sims with a mystery and magic of tarot cards that make this a one-of-a-kind dating sim. One-of-a-kind compared to probably five other ones that are about the same thing. But I was about to say ten, quite honestly. I, I, I was giving him a little leeway, but yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe 20, depending. I mean, we, we don't know what other dating sims may be out there. Yeah. But anyways, continuing on reading this uh, little synopsis. Mm-hmm. You, can ro- you can romance six characters and journey through the story in 22 books that are all related to the major arcana in a standard tarot deck. So there's a lot of mysticism with this one. I, I can actually get behind this one. I mean... Just from the information, it's like they're using the, uh, as they said, the Arcana and and the the, the base uh, tarot deck information as the basis of the situation and probably making characters based off of that, which is a good, interesting concept, and I, I'll admit. Um, there, there, I think there's been other shows and games that have con- kind of gone on the same boat, but obviously this is... Uh, a dating sim based off of that. So. You mean like Yu-Gi-Oh! GX whenever they had the story arc where the white clads were coming and trying to take over the school and the main bad guy actually used a monster deck that was based off the tarot? Something like that. I actually like that one. And then there's also the uh, series of... Uh, oh, God, what the hell is it? Um, the uh, Atlantic Records or something like that. Yeah. Where, where the a lot of the... The characters, the main focus characters, were were some kind of arcana from the uh, the tarot deck, like the main character being the the fool. So. Right. All right. So, I think that was Nobunaga the fool. Mm. That's another series, but but this this series was uh the one with the teacher. Oh yeah. He was the um. the sub the, the the teacher that took over, but he was a complete slacker and turns out to be ba. But yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I think I gave that series on. Yeah, you did. You did. I haven't watched it yet. I, I might have to after this. Now. I, I kind of was sad that the way they ended that that series because it it stays like it it should continue, but they haven't made a second season yet. Boo! And it's been like three, four years now. God damn it! 
All right, so there's a little more information on this one. Uh, depending on which choices you make, you can either you can earn either the upright end or the reverse end. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> oh, hold on, I need to compose myself. <clears throat> All routes and endings are free to play with the option to pay for extra content, like CGs and side stories. Okay, so it's like anything EA Games does. Yep. Wow. So here's the main game. It is complete, quote-unquote. But hey, if you want this and this and this and this, yeah. You're going to have to whip out the credit card like you're whipping it out of your pants, son. Even though, as you can tell by looking at the game's code, it's all in there, but to unlock it, you have to pay for it. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> Number 12 is called Amnesia Memories. Now, this one is a visual novel type game, which means it follows a very strict plot. So, visual novel basically, and I was going to touch on this later, but it'd probably be good to explain it now. Yeah. A visual novel is essentially a story in the game for the dating sim, obviously. Um, or even dating sims and visual novels technically are two different things, but. Most visual novels are technically still dating sims. Mm -hmm. It's just that you have more of a story as opposed to here is character A. This is what you can do to try to hook up with them. This is what you want. This is asking what you want to say to them. While uh, a visual novel has more of a story, and again, it, it is like a choose your own adventure, where you know you you'll encounter character A, and then you know it's like, hey, this is so and so character. You know, what do you say to them? Here are a couple options. And here are a couple more options, and here are a couple more options, and then you go and do your stuff, and then you come back later and meet someone else. And that's basically what a visual novel usually is, is that you're, there is a story, and the progression of the story does change depending on your options and actions, and it's, that's what a visual novel, yeah. Right. So, continuing on, um, <clears throat> in this game, each choice leads to a new parallel universe in which the heroine perceives pursues a single male character. The end goal is to regain that heroine's memories through these interactions and figure out who she was and where she belonged before she lost her memories while becoming acquainted with the selected gentleman. Okay, what if this took like a crazy Silent Hill-esque turn to realize that the gentleman was her husband that tried to kill her? Or is her brother? And she's falling in love with her brother. Oh my god. Here we go with that trope. And he's only 12. Oh god. Let's not try to hit the lolly stuff tonight. <laughs> no, he. So it makes it a Shotokan. That is true. It is a Shotokan. Alright, so number 11 is Katawa's uh, Shoju. So this one is a dating sim that follows the hero's recovery from a lengthy hospital stay as he transitions into a new school filled with students with a range of different abilities. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know why. It sounds like only a couple billion different other things. A lot of anime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, it sounds like high school D&D. &D. You mean DXD? <clears throat> Thank you. Well, D cross D, whatever they want to say. I mean, the guy died and was brought back to life. I mean, this also sounds like The Walking Dead, seeing how Rick was in... Cool. No. Yeah, he was in a coma. Then, of course, also, like, um, 
30 days later where Adrian Brody's character woke up from a coma. 28 days later. 28, 38, who cares? You're adding extra days that weren't there. Those days were not there. This is not a leap year. It was only 28 days. <laughs> I'm sorry. After watching that movie and the sequel, it felt like 38 days because it was just, it was just bad. It was great. Come on. It was actually a pretty good movie. It was a, it was a decent movie, but the, the sequel, 28 weeks later, I didn't like it. And you got to realize that that movie also caused the spoof of the uh, the party rock music video from, from LMFL. Yeah, true. Where they, they woke up from their, their their party coma and, you know, everyone was kind of zombified into doing the, the shuffling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Let, let's try to forget that, too. But hey, man, come on. LMFL is awesome. They were. They were. <sighs> but anyway. Uh, continuing on with this, while he's adjusting to his new life, the hero also has the ability to pursue a romantic relationship with with some of his new peers. However, it is important to note that the outcome of these interactions is very dependent on the success of the hero's attempts to woo his peers, and it is very possible that the game could end with him just as single as he was at the start of the game. Wow, talk about like my life made into a game, what the hell? Who did this? Um, doesn't mention the company, honestly. That was rhetorical, but carry on. <laughs> hey, sometimes you need to look for uh, reasons for copyright. All right. Number 10. You know what? We're only going to read about a couple of more of these, and then we're going to move to dating sim video games. Okay. <laughs> but uh, let's get number 10. Let's, just, let's scroll down to like the top three, I think. Let's go with that and see what, what we got from there. All right, so I do have to read number eight, though. Oh, God. Okay. Because this is one that was even discussed on Game Theory. Mm. Uh, shout out to Matt Pat and the entire Game Theory crew. Even though y'all probably don't listen to this podcast, I would like to hope and one day maybe collaborate with y'all on something. If somehow you do listen, either Matt or Stephanie, just email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com. It would be greatly appreciated. But number eight is Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, okay, yeah, this one I've heard about. So this one is kind of crazy because the entire premise is that of a dating sim, but it takes a very weird twist where the girls become more maniacal. They become crazier. It become it has a very dark twist to it. The, the term is yandere, um, in case some of you guys are wondering. Uh, a yandere usually is... Um, it's an archetype that you will see in anime where a female character usually, sometimes a guy character, but usually a female character, has this uh, aura about them where they seem to be very lovey-dovey, but then are also very jealous and psychotic to the point of even murdering people uh, of, out, out of their love for somebody. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> in order to explain this one, I mean... You're a new person out of school. You meet four girls from the literature club. And as you interact with them more and more, you begin noticing certain tropes about them. Like one of them is a cutter. One of them is very obsessive. And things begin happening where they start dying off. And every time that you restart the game, because it's a very short game, but every time you restart it, um, 
the actual intro screen that would show the four girls, you'd notice that they start disappearing up until you get to the main girl. Now, there is a high possibility, and I this was discussed in game theory because they did a secondary theory on this, that is going to lead to a second video game. So I'm actually interested to see if that's actually going to happen because this one is very interesting. Um, let's see. Top three, top three, Monster Prom, Yandere, oh no. Mass. <laughs> okay. Screw the top three. We're going to end off on this one. Oh, God. This is actually number four on this list. It is called Max Gentleman Sexy Business. That sounds like a totally American-made game. So, hold on one second, because I'm going to read this. Um, this is the synopsis that they actually gave. For dating, sims, for dating sim fans who want humor and shenanigans with their romance, Max Gentleman Sexy Business is the game for you. It is part dating sim, part business tycoon, as all your romantic options are also other business executives who will help you in return, now help you return your family business to its former glory. Based in a Victorian-era London, you can customize not only your Gensoma, or Gensona, Gensoma, Sona, so Persona, Gen mm, okay. Gensoma. Yeah. Sona. But you can also unlock outfits and items to customize your executives. The game also allows you to control what content you want to see with a spoiler tag system and character-specific settings. You know what, honestly, I feel like I want to play this one. Like, I really do. But I'm going to leave it alone for right now. So I think at this point we can take a small little break. Yeah, and, and then we'll, we'll dive into the quote-unquote meat of the matters. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk a little bit about dating sim video games for a moment. And also we're going to definitely hit the Wii pool with the hentai video games, which Monkey will be taking over on this one a little bit more you than I. give me a little way too much credit. Way too much. Wait, wait. It's only because I love you. Uh, All right. So we'll be back. Just hold up for one brief moment.
And we are back from our nice little break. So, originally I did say we were going to dive into dating sim video games, but I think it's just a little bit easier to just say Nintendo has a lot of dating sims, Xbox has a couple, PlayStation has a couple, and Steam has way too many to count to just go through. But if anyone is interested in playing um, dating sims on a video game system, just go to whatever store you have, whether it's the Xbox Live store, Nintendo Online store, PlayStation store, or even the Steam store, and pick your selections. Because it's way too many. Just looking at the Steam list, and I don't play any Steam games, but most of the Steam games that you can find, you can actually find on Nintendo now anyways. So just take your pick. Go for it. Enjoy it. Figure out what weird adventure you're going to have with a love interest online. And please, for the love of God, do not be that type of person that's like, this is my real girlfriend. I love her. Because there's been quite a few stories on my Facebook feed relating to that. And I mean on my personal Facebook feed, not on the actual Cheshire's Place group page, because mostly that's just me posting different things, which I'm going to start posting more newsworthy items for people to talk about, because, you know, it's time to broaden the horizon a little bit. But now here we are, the main event. Dun, dun, dun. It is time to talk about those lovely, lovely Schmentai games. Now, this one, <clears throat> as I said, I'm not really up on hentai games whatsoever. All I know is I see a whole bunch of naked characters showing some titty, flashing some JJ, and just a lot of crazy. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> but. If anything, and I was discussing the, this with Monkey, what I would like to see eventually is a dating sim or even a hentai game related movie. Um, if anyone can actually pull this off, it is someone who is more of a legend than Monkey. He is our lord and savior, Axel Braun. Yes, definitely. He, he'd be the only one that we could, could do this and. If you really think about it, I would probably say some of those movies are technically dating sim live-action movies. That is true. Because you get to the, the end result, and you get a nice 30-minute session of that. And, and the costumes are actually pretty accurate. Yeah, there you go. And this is also the time in the show where we have to say, thank you, Axel Braun. Thank you, Axel Braun. Greatly appreciated, and we also enjoy your work, and as always... Email us at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com because we would like to be able to do something with you. At least have you on the show. Maybe a, a, a real quick walkthrough cameo in one of your movies. You know, something. We definitely don't want to be fluffers. That, that's the one thing that, yeah. yeah, We don't go that far. I mean, maybe probably a little bit of makeup on the female cast members, but, you know, just saying. But anyways, <clears throat> Monkey... This part is mostly all you because you, you, you won't, I wouldn't say you're a connoisseur of these type of games. You just have some very good knowledge on it. 
I, I am a man of culture, I would say yes. <laughs> so, Monkey, I'm going to let you take it away. I'll chime in once in a blue moon, but this is all you. Okay, well, just as a quick little start off to my, my spiel and rant here about the, the wonders and joys <laughs> that I know of here, um, as a quick side note for to, to kind of throw back to my, my little bit of news earlier, the, the name of the KFC dating simulator is called I Love You, Colonel Sanders. And that's got a very anime-esque looking look to it with uh, the anime-ish looking... Colonel Sanders does kind of look like Mario Lopez when you really think about it. Um, and his character playing him is going to be very interesting. I wonder if it's even part of the... Uh, the uh, I guess you can say... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The basis for the for the for the little mini movie. You know what? I'm going to actually say this is the live action dating sim that we're be. talking about because it's Colonel Sanders seducing someone. Yes. Don't forget, there may be eleven herbs and spices, but twelfth one is love. <laughs> I was about to say it, the twelfth one is machismo, seeing how it's Mario Lopez true. playing Colonel Sanders. But <laughs> that's true. True. All right. Well. As another quick side side note, um, one of the things about a lot of uh, hentai games of dating sims and virtual novels or visual novels, um, some actual series of anime are actually based off of these things. Um, most popular ones probably being the Fate Stay Night series was actually initially a virtual no- a visual novel. Yes, really? it was. I did so, not even know that. So the... Uh, that was the initial basis of it. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with Fate Stay Night, uh, the general premise is uh, six uh, wizards, sorcerers, magic users, etc. Uh, compete in what they call a, a Holy Grail War. And there are seven different types of servant classes that they end up getting um, pulled or assigned or summoned. And all of these classes, um, the servant that they end up getting is based usually off of some form of uh, folktale hero or legend or even uh, some kind of uh, you know character that people are semi familiar with, whether they are a, a true based off of a true person or just off of a story. Um, the main character ends up getting a, uh, a sex cross version of King Arthur. Um, so, of course, the initial visual novel itself was the main character kind of pursuing different relationships with the multiple female characters in the story, which includes the Arthur character, um, his, uh, general love interest, uh, which is, uh, uh, Sakura, I believe her name was. Um, and then there's the an, uh, rival character, which is Rinto Saka. And even some other female characters that you, you can try to pursue in there. Uh, another visual novel that was converted into an anime that got a little bit more traction. Or not as much so as uh, Fate Say Night did. But that would be the series Shuffle. Which is uh, the main character... Um, kind of, there is a weird 
uh, cross thing where they have quote unquote angel characters and then they have demon characters and they're they've all kind of been incorporated into a school and the main character is kind of pursuing different love interests including one from each of those two races uh his childhood friend uh another classmate character a couple other classmate characters and that's kind of what that story follows so outside of those things my general um i guess you can say experience with with hentai games uh, comes in the form of an actual site that I currently use to play some of these games on, which is called Nutaku.net. Uh, shout out to Nutaku. Uh, they are not the sponsor for this video, sound clip, whatever, <coughs> but that is the site I usually go to, and if you are interested in checking out different kinds of games, that's probably a good place to start. They are all quote-unquote free to play, but as I said before, my free games end up costing me money because there's a lot of gotcha <laughs> stuff involved in those. So, um, on this site, there are several different kinds of games to play. Um, there is a quote-unquote dating sim game that I do play on there still. And uh, it is a very basic dating sim. Um, th that game is called Crush Crush uh, Moist and Uncensored. Which, the actual game itself, I believe, is also available on Steam, but it is not the quote-unquote uncensored version. So, also as a side note, uh, the uh, Nutaku site does have a uh, quote-unquote safe-for-work version, which I believe is just Nutaku.com, um, and, so, and a lot of the games do cross over, but it does take out the hentai aspect of it. So, so if you are just interested in playing those games and they look interesting to you, you can jump in on that site. Uh, as a side note, that Crush Crush game does have one that is quote-unquote LGBT-friendly to uh, the, the gay community, so if this is something that interests you, there is one called, there is a version of it called Blush Blush, which is for, which is where you can hook up with different guy characters, so. Um, let's see here. Uh, just kind of a quick rundown of a couple of the games on there that I currently still play, because there are some I started playing and then kind of lost interest. Um, one of the games that I currently play on there is a game called uh, Sorokana, which is kind of an RPG-based game. Um, the main premise is, is that you have you are an alchemist, I believe, is what the, the main premise is, and you can get different uh, female characters, and you can level them up, and they have, I want to say, six different element classes. Which is, you got uh, fire, wind, ice, lightning, and then you have light and dark. So, and it, it does play off of the basis of, you know, the uh, paper, rock, scissors theory of this uh, class is strong against this class, but it's weak against this class. And then anything outside those is pretty much basic level damage. Uh, so, you, you play that game, you can... A level up of the characters. Um, you can usually evolve the characters up to a five star rating, which at that point your max level on the characters get up to level eighty, and it's pretty interesting where you can drop in different kinds of accessories uh, to give them different strengths and uh, different bonuses for like getting money in game and getting their uh, balance up so they can use their 
secret attack or special attack abilities. Uh, let's see. The hentai aspect of it is basically you uh, can build up the affection with a character and get uh, the hentai scenes that they have. Usually there are two scenes for each character. And it's pretty basic and enjoyable to play, even without the hentai aspect of it. Uh, another game I've been playing on there is a game called, um, what is that game called? Uh, SF Girls, uh, which is essentially a kind of dystopia, like futuristic kind of game, or even kind of like a weird space adventure game, where you are uh, a commander of all-female unit, go figure, of uh, characters who are in a battle with an alien race of some sort, and you can level up the characters, level up their fiction levels. What? Why are you laughing at me? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, all of a sudden I heard alien race, and I'm beginning to think tentacles as in tentacle porn. Is there any of that in this in this game? Well, uh, I would say there are kind of the general basic monsters that you fight in the game, which it's kind of a... Um, I want to say a tower defense style game is what it is. Uh, okay. you, your characters, um, you get your. There are different classes on this as well. There are four classes. I want to say, yeah. Um, there's uh, artillery, gunner, support, and strikers. Um, and essentially, you get your characters. You level them up. Uh, just like with most other games, you can evolve them up. Um, and get them up to higher levels, higher rankings, and you usually have a point of each stage. You can set your six-character formation, and depending on the classes, they have different ranges and whatnot, and different kinds of damage abilities. Uh, and then from there, you kind of get the horde siege coming at you, and um, those characters, along with your quote-unquote battleship try to fend off these characters or aliens and whatnot. And there are other uh, alien kind of commanders, uh, which in the story mode information, uh, as it progresses along, the characters do uh, are, are humanoid-looking, but the actual monsters you fight are not. So Okay, okay. So that is another one of the games, and of course it's a build-up of um, affection level by gifting to them, just like with any, almost any other game. And, of course, as you uh, build the affection level, they obviously lose more clothes, and that leads to the hentai scenes that they have in that game. Alright. Uh, let's see. Another game, kind of like a, um, I want to say puzzle-ish game. And this game is uh, a game I've been playing recently called... Uh, QT Project. And that's the letters Q like quick, T like tango. And this game, you, you get the characters, and you can build them up, uh, evolve them up, and the actual hentai scenes in this are kind of their character card as you evolve them up. They lose clothes, and then usually the final level of it is usually a, a level 5 evolution of them is kind of an animated 
a scene thingy in in your in the in their bio basically. Now there are other things that that they have later on, which are some events sometimes that are kind of like click things and um, just build up other things, or even some some kind of uh, visual novel slash uh, dating sim style, which is the uh, again you get you have to get different items and whatnot to evolve through that information. And that also releases different scenes and pictures and whatnot from there. Okay. Uh, but the the puzzle portion of this is is essentially a, um, I want to say, similar to kind of Bejeweled, where you got to match up, you know, three or more of a certain color to activate attacks and whatnot. And uh, each kind of round is you get three chance, three things to try to get three things together. And of course, the longer the the chain, the more things can happen. Where uh, if you get a four or more chain in there, then it randomly drops in a attack type thing, which uh, they have like a lightning thing, a slash thing, and just your basic grenade one, which can take out stuff in the area. So that's a, another game that I've been playing on there. Uh, see here. Now, I do have a question. Go for it. <clears throat> so, for those who are venturing out, starting out on hentai games, okay. what would you recommend to be a good starter game for them to try? It's all kind of like the same thing with just like with anime. It's based on your preferred gameplay. Um, all, all the hentai games are just like any other games, and just like with, with anime. There are different kinds of genre game stuff in there. There is like an RPG base. There is just your basic clicking games. Um, there are your uh, dating sim style games, your puzzle games. It, it is all build up to basically what you enjoy playing. And uh, even in some aspects, some of the games are just enjoyable to play even without the hentai aspect of it. The hentai aspect is the bonus to it. Right. And that's kind of what I've been doing with most of these games. The reason why I play them is because I think they're fun to play. I mean, the anti-aspect is a really good bonus to me, but you know, just with even without that, the games are fun to play. Right. So, <clears throat> for those who are looking towards a good hentai game, like give one, like give us a list of your top three. Me personally. Yeah, you personally, your top three that you like. I know this is a difficult one, but I think also this would give people an idea of which ones to try to play. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of really <laughs> weird to, to think of. On, uh, I, I just kind of just jump into the games and play them, and um, my ADD might kick in after a while where I might lose interest in the game. Uh it's all dependent on what what mood I'm in on that day. I mean, the games I basically have just uh, spoke about, the ones I've currently been playing, are the ones that really just are the ones that are keeping my interest. And, and again, the un unfortunate gotcha aspect of these games are, you know, new characters drop, you know, usually every every month, or it's not every couple of weeks. And that's where the, the money comes out of. Um... Though one of the games I do also enjoy, and I, I'll probably put this one in my top three right now, um, is a game called uh, Soul Sinking. 
which is, um, again, on, on the same network of games here. Uh, Soulsinky is kind of based off of uh, the classic uh, Journey to the West romance, or not Journey to the West, but Romance of the Three Kingdoms style, just like Dynasty Warriors. Um, but the characters are obviously all female at this point here. And your main character being the guy uh, is trying to uh, basically get revenge for uh, his father's uh, murder at the hands of the other quote-unquote ruling families that attacked him on his birthday. So, And uh, the premise is that you collect these soul portions to um, gain the character, and the characters will build them up, and as you get more soul shards, it really uh, it opens up their other abilities that you can level up. The only problems I've really had with this game, personally, is it is a very big gotcha thing, where uh, the obviously higher, stronger characters are going to be based more off of spending money into the game, which I have somehow managed in the last year that I've been playing this game to only spend maybe about 25 bucks into this game, which is very surprising considering some of the other games I used to play, I was spending about 200 bucks every two weeks on it. <coughs> but yeah, that's a whole other story. Yeah, we won't dive into that story just yet. Um, so now... This is the challenge. Oh, God. For me or for them? Um, I think for us. Oh, God. Okay. Because what I'm thinking is, what if we had a concept for a dating sim game? Uh. I mean, what would be involved in the dating sim game? Would it be more fantasy-based, more reality-based? You know, is it going to be like some of the ones that we've discussed? What would we come up with? Hmm. Well, I would say my personal build-up on it would be, uh, obviously, it would be a interesting cross-promotion of things. And that's where a lot of people probably would, would be interested in. Because... People like that feeling of recognition of what the characters are or who they're from or what they're from. Um, there, there are some games out there that are kind of like this already. Um, and obviously it's, it's a lot of the licensing or, you know, just just enough quote-unquote parody in it to not get hit with licensing issues. Um, I would like to see, personally, a weird dating sim mashup of... Um, video game characters um, if I was to b- throw it down specifically fighting games because you could always do the pursuit of different characters from different games like imagine trying to pursue Chun-Li or My Share Nui or you know even Angel from King of Fighters uh, uh, other fighting games everywhere you know you know that would actually be a very interesting concept and automatically I try to go for Cammy myself there you go um, like Kylie Minou, Kylie Minou, Kylie Minou. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely her. I mean, she looks hot with those pigtails. Not gonna lie. 
uh, shout out to the Street Fighter uh, movie. Um, and also, thank you, Kylie Minogue, for playing Cammy, um, and especially that end pose at the close to the end credits because that was definitely Cammy esque. Um, definitely, thank you for that. What can I say? She was my crush, honestly. That her and Raul Julia were the reasons why I actually watched that damn movie. Screw Jean Claude Van Damme and the, they were the only ones <clears throat> actually made the movie worth watching. Is what you're trying to say? Amen. It's, it's yes. not that that was the reason why you watched it. It's like those are the only reasons that made that movie worth watching. Yeah, too bad it didn't save that video game though. Though also the you know the Zangief and DJ and they the, were, were, were were an added bonus their comment. Yeah, definitely. Quick, change the channel. <laughs> that was <clears throat> that was a good that was a good scene. So I'm thinking because I do like your idea. I'm thinking yes, have it a dating sim sim crossover type deal. But I would go with more fighting anime characters, <laughs> like Bulma. From Dragon Ball, of course. I mean, so many people love the Bul- Bulma Bunny. There are some of those games out there already somewhere. Yeah, true, true, true. Just like there's ones with Disney characters and Naruto characters. and There are several of those already out there. But... Which we will not go into full length about discussing because of copyright laws. So and Some of them, the, the art is just horrible. Yeah. Just very, very, very horrible. But I would definitely do like a good anime like a good fighting anime crossover type dating sim i mean you can do a lot with it you can expand on the characters a bit but i would make the head protagonist einzel going from from overlord well see the the thing with it would be and this is one of the things a lot of dating sims are well, actually, most dating sims kind of have a main protagonist character, which is something or another. But um, usually, the aspect of a visual novel or dating sim is to kind of be the OC. You, your character is you, right? And that is the the fantasy <clears throat> aspect of it. I mean, I wouldn't mind hooking up with Bulma. Yeah, just saying. But then again. I mean, she did date Yamcha, and she keeps getting getting her ovaries wrecked really, by Vegeta. If you really think about it, Yamcha is technically the strongest, if not second or third strongest, human. Everyone else are weird, crazy, alien, cyborg, whatever. He is a human. True. And considering he's a human, and he was he put up with that much stuff, and yeah, he might have gotten killed, he might have got his ass beat by some of these things, but... I didn't see any of these other humans doing anything. Do you? No, no. Um, true, true, true. I mean, that's going to be a Dragon Ball discussion is going to be later on down the pipeline because you know we do have to discuss Dragon Ball a bit. Okay, how many days we're going to have for that? Because that's going. We're just going to do a baseline discussion. Just you know, talk about Dragon Ball, some of our favorite characters from there. Um, Yajirobe. I was thinking Mr. Popo myself because yeah. you, you, you can't mess with Popo. I bet secretly Popo is like the strongest character there is, but they just don't want to show it. Oh, we already know Wiss is. 
But wouldn't it be funny if they did like an arc where Popo faced Whis and Whis got annihilated by Popo? Well, I think it's kind of funny that technically, yeah, you know, this is getting a little off topic here, but Kami is supposed to be technically God. And that's what Kami means. Mm-hmm. Kami is not stronger than half the characters in there, so... Which is kind of sad. I mean, other than him creating the Dragon Balls, that, yeah. that which have unlimited power, but he does not, so... Yeah, kind of crazy, isn't it? It is, very, very much so. So... <laughs> All right. I think this pretty much concludes our episode. I mean, I do want to give a quick shout-out to my listeners in Algeria, Nigeria, Singapore, Colombia, Germany, the Ukraine, Russia, India, Canada, the U.K., Ireland, and also here in the U.S. Thank you for everyone that is listening. Thank you for people who are on the Facebook group page once more. It is called Cheshire's Place, a looking glass in illogical madness. Um, If you have any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, please let us know. We're open to different topics, Um, especially with season three coming around the corner. I do want more listeners to come up with some suggestions. So if you have any, you know, hit us up on the group page, email us at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com, throw out some suggestions on, um, on the Twitter page. Um, which is at Place Cheshire. You know, just let us know what you like about the show, what you dislike about the show, um, ideas that you want to hear for episodes. Hey, even if you want to collab on an episode, you know, we're definitely open for that. Uh, just to let you know, we do use Skype for interviews and everything. So if you're open for it, we'll be more than happy to have you. So, next week, next week episode, we may do something a little different. Um, We got to get in contact with contacts, you know. Yeah, we, I'm hoping that we can include the rest of the members of Internet Wonderland for this idea. Um, If everything works out, then next week's episode will actually be the season finale. It will be the final episode of the year as well. I may actually do a bonus one for Christmas. I'm not sure yet. And then we're going to be gearing up for season three. Um, For season three, we're going to have some more interviews, some more top tens, some more serious um, episodes. So it's going to be a nice little blend of season one and season two as we try to refine what it is that logical madness means for us and for the show. So, Monkey, as always, bud, thank you for being my co-host. It's greatly appreciated. It's always great to be here, and thank you for having me. On behalf of everyone on Internet Wonderland and for Monkey, this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass and Illogical Madness. I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire, and just like the Cheshire cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Have a wonderful night, and... Always be ready to soar the digital airwaves. Good night.